Welcome to the Heavy Hole. My name is Tom. Can you hear that? Nothing. I'm in quarantine. I'm drinking along. It's normal. Anyway, we got an episode for you. I got Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck, and Justin, a.k.a. J-Wall on the horn. Big business conference style, of course. Get those neckties out. And we're calling a couple show promoters and friends of the show to discuss how the coronavirus has affected their line of work alongside the band's and the venues, and as well as the people who work at these venues. So apologies for our audio quality on this one, but stick around. Our first talk is with Hassan from Ripping Headaches Promotions. Hey, Hassan. Hey, what's up, man? Not much, dude. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, hanging Trying in to there. stay positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Hassan, this is Will. Hey man, how are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm, I'm trying to stay smart and stay positive, like I said, man. And um, we're hoping that you're doing the same. Yeah, man. I'm doing my best. Uh, just trying to take it one day at a time. Yeah, cool. man. Hey, yeah. Um, appreciate uh, getting on the phone. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So, uh, Hassan, our listeners uh, should know you because we did a whole episode with you uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, maybe, uh, and and your uh, ripping headaches promotions where you book shows. Um, and obviously we have you on the line now because unfortunately you've had to cancel all of your upcoming shows, right? Yeah. At, at this point, um, the shows that I had lined up for March, April, and now it's dipping into May have all been canceled or postponed. And there's some tours that I had helped book or arrange that are also being affected that I haven't quite announced yet, but some of those are looking like they'll have to be postponed as well. Well, when did you start canceling events? Uh, so really, it seems like everything went down last week. And I was actually in Mexico City last week uh, just to do some vacationing and also attend Total Death Over Mexico. Uh, really awesome death metal festival, which also was affected by some cancellations. And I was pretty much, I saw the news pouring in, what was happening at home, and how the venues were being affected and a lot of bands had to cancel their tours. So it just started falling into place then. And I tried to keep some, some hope that maybe this would blow over, but yeah, I, from there I had to can't start canceling some shows for March. And as soon as I got back, it started really affecting some shows in April and now May and who knows how far this will go. Yeah, and you mentioned that you were in Mexico City, um, and I, you know, I follow you on social media and so on, and I know that you were kind of like right there uh, at the Metal Fest, as a lot of this was um, developing on American soil, so to speak, and and um, becoming a bigger, bigger issue. What what was going through your head, and uh, what was your experience like um, traveling back to the country? I mean, being in Mexico City, uh, it was almost like a form of escapism from what was going on at home, and it was really hard to enjoy my time. And I know speaking with other festival goers and bands that were attendants from the U S and elsewhere, they were kind of freaking out about what was happening at home. So it was really hard to just, you know, try to take it easy and enjoy the fest while, you know, family, loved ones and friends are being affected at home. And I guess we, we didn't really know the gravity of the situation because we were out of the country and um, and did it affect your your travel back? 
Like, um, like what? I mean, I I got I got back Monday, and I had noticed um, I had a layover at JFK. It did take longer than usual. I can only imagine what it's like now. So, I'm I'm glad I got back home when I could. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in the coming days with borders closing, travel bans. And I know a lot of bands were concerned about whether or not they would get, be able to come home. I know bands like spectral voice, uh, they had to cancel their, the rest of their Mexican dates. They did, they did wind up playing the fest, but they had some dates scheduled after the fest. So I think they were also worried about whether or not they would be able to come back home. So they cut their tour short. And like I said, there were some bands that had to cancel a lot of European bands. Uh, Demolich and Necros Christos were both slated to play the fest and play some dates after the fest. They they pretty much had to cancel the day of when, once they got to the airport. Uh, the U.S. had already announced that they were not allowing any flights from Europe. So, yeah, that, that definitely put a damper on a lot of things. But, yeah, I guess we, we didn't really know how bad things were until a couple of days in and yeah upon coming home it's yeah it's reality set in and uh, and what's the what's the situation right now in new york i believe there, there's no like bars and restaurants there's no gatherings they're not open after 8 p.m and it's even you know it's getting even more restricted what's the situation in baltimore now oh i'm um, sorry yeah, I'm, I'm, and, are, are you look you're look are you located in washington dc or baltimore right now uh, I'm in DC, uh, but okay, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, most I apologize. Part, oh, no worries. Yeah, I I could tell you for uh, DC, Maryland, and Virginia, uh, there's no large social gatherings being allowed. Bars and restaurants and venues have been asked to not operate, which is affecting a lot of revenue for these for these places and staff revenue. Um, so a lot of livelihoods, people who bartend, who run sound, who uh, our in-house bookers or management, they're, they're being affected. So it's, it's really, this is something new for a lot of people and a lot of people are figuring out ways to maintain their livelihood and maintain these properties as, you know, restaurants, bars, and venues for shows. Yeah. Have you seen anything creative ways to subsidize income for this like community that, that you deal with? Um, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, virtual tip jars for a lot of bartenders and staff at venues. I know St. Vitus is doing something. Um, and I know a lot of local bars and restaurants here. One of the spots that I work with Atlas brew works, um, they're only doing, they're doing, they're doing pickups for, for canned beer. And I believe they're going to start doing deliveries, but yeah, it, Pretty much, I think a lot of places are figuring out ways to um, try to supplement some income. I know a lot of places are doing live streams of virtual shows, so that's been something I've been thinking about, whether or not uh, I could help organize or coordinate uh, a live stream of a show and maybe get some revenue for the venues, for the bands, or some type of uh, you know charity for bartenders and staff that are affected by this in the area. Uh, Hassan, I know that you're like you're very um, underground with what you do, and you have a lot of international contacts. Have you been in touch with uh, promoters overseas or in other countries, um, and, and what's going on in, in anywhere else in the world, or bands that have canceled shows anywhere else in the world? 
Yeah, while I was in Mexico, I ran into Daniel, who uh, organizes the Killtown Death Fest in Copenhagen. And he was over in Mexico because he was supposed to tour manage both Demolich and Necros Christos. But with them not being able to enter the country, he was pretty much stuck in Mexico for two weeks, nothing to do. And he had already confided in me that uh, some of the tours coming up in Europe are being affected. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really something new and it's really unfortunate that a lot of livelihoods and shows and events are being affected by this. But, um, in the end it, 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 to not be selfish, it is for the greater good and who knows how long this will last, but hopefully if, you know, people take the proper precautions, social distance, uh, keep the numbers down, maybe hopefully in a few weeks we could return to normal shows are always going to be there. Uh, we just really got to, stick to it and do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, so Hassan, um, we, you know, we talked about like art, artists trying to generate, uh, revenue and, and bartenders and things like that. I know there's some sound, uh, live sound engineers that are offering mixing and mastering online and things like things of that nature. Um, is there anything else that you know of that people can do to support artists, uh, musicians, or their favorite venues um, if, if people are in a position to do so? I mean, right now, I know today Bandcamp is offering all of the revenue made from sales to go directly to the artists. Um, I, I would recommend, you know, that's that's one thing people can do. Go online, buy, mar- buy merch, buy music, whether digitally or physically from the bands directly support the underground labels. Um, I know there's a lot of bands that had to cancel their tours. Uh, they've lost a lot of money. They've had a lot of merch already printed for these tours. So if people really want to support and help out the bands and the scene with all these shows and tours being canceled, you got to reach out to the bands directly, buy from the labels, do as much as you can to help these bands out, out to recoup. And, you know, like I said, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, Things will be back to normal and tours will be rescheduled. But yeah, it, it really sucks for a lot of these bands that were gearing up to hit the road and play these shows. And now they're sitting on a lot of merch or records. So do what you can to buy directly from the bands or labels. Yeah, uh, on that note, I've heard uh, stories or rumors, I guess you could say, of artists having house shows. Um, I guess we're in that position. Have you heard of anything like that? And what would you say about that? Um, I mean, I haven't heard about any house shows going on. I think everyone is trying to play it safe by having small gatherings of people. And, um, it would be, it would be awesome for some house venues to maybe host a live stream and that way they can maintain their house space. If there's revenue and help out some local bands, if they can, um, like I said, I'm, I'm really deliberating some of the plans that I have for possibly doing that myself and seeing if any other promoters want to get together and do something to help, help each other out, help some bands out, help some staff that are being affected by this. Maybe pushing, uh, promoting shows into the internet in a way. Yeah. Uh, it seems like that, that might be the, the way to do it given what's going on um 
like I said, this is, I think it's new for a lot of people and we're seeing, you know, we're taking it day by day, but yeah, I guess to sort of maintain these spaces and these bands, we, we might just have to do, think outside of the box and do something different. Yeah. And uh, not to hog up all the time with my buddy, Hassan, uh, Tom and Justin, uh, I don't know if you guys have anything to, to, uh, to ask. No, I just, uh, you know, glad to hear your take on this. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, um, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, everyone's going through a rough time. Uh, I think a lot of people, it's normal to be upset about things being canceled or postponed. Uh, trust me, it's. I pretty much had the realization yesterday that, you know, the ch- the sets that I saw in Mexico might be the last shows I see for a while. But I think if everyone just comes together, they do the right thing, try to support one another. Um, we'll get through this and we'll be back in action and be better than ever. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, stay smart and, uh, stay positive. And, um, thank you so much, uh, Hassan for giving us your perspective on this and talking to us. And I'm sure the listeners appreciate it. Also, is there anything else that you uh, just want to add to the conversation quickly? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, just, keep trying to support the bands as much as you can, whether, you know, be buying stuff from them directly, sharing their music, um, and letting people, other people know about them. But yeah, hopefully this, this will all blow over. But in the meantime, try to help out your local spaces, your bartenders, sound techs, and other staff that make things happen. And, uh, yeah, just don't really take it for granted. You know, uh, like I said, this is a new new experience for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people expected this to happen the way it did, and hopefully we'll all bounce back from it. But, yeah, do what you can to support your local scene, the staff, the venues, and everything so we can continue having shows in the future. Amen. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thank, thank you. Man. Cheers. Talk right. to you later, Hassan. I appreciate it, brother. Big shout out to Hassan for calling in. We appreciate his time. And for real, spend some money on some merch right now if you have it. Speaking of support, if you are a Patreon member and you find yourself in a pickle financially in these shitty, shitty times, feel free to cancel your pledge and shoot me a Gmail at heavyholepodcast at gmail.com and I will still get you the bonus content over the next few months or however long we're going to be in this situation. So, off to our next conversation with our friend Christian. Can you hear us? I got you. Do you got me? Hey, you sound great. Hello, man. I can hear you. I don't. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think hearing problems is part of the virus yet. I don't think that's going to come out. It's just 30, 30 years of live concerts have my hearing fucked up, but I can hear you. <laughs> good, good, I can hear you too. I'm glad you. I'm glad you kept your sense of humor in the stressful what? time. How you? How you... <laughs> You call that humor? I'm just dry as fuck. It's called being a New Yorker. How, how are you holding up, Christian? Uh, you know, I'm okay. Um, I'm, a total, I'm a total hypochondriac, and uh, I suffer from paranoia and anxiety, so uh, I keep on telling people, don't believe I'm dead till you find my body. Um, I'm like, <laughs> but uh, I'm okay. You know, like, I think that, you know, like, to be straight up on the real tip, 
you know, I mean, I joke about having anxiety, but I know a lot of people certainly have anxiety. It's a real thing. And this situation right now with a lot of uncertainty and unrest is crippling for anybody with anxiety. So like my heart goes out to those people because I mean, there is no point in modern times where there's been this much uncertainty, you know, on every level. So it's very, very hard, you know, to, to stay focused if you're the kind of person that, you know, in your brain, you can't rationalize things. And sometimes that's me. So I, I certainly, uh, I feel for people that are going through that. Cause this is a, uh, certainly a time when it's really just, nothing makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and I think that's why we wanted to talk to you to uh, acknowledge how the situation's affecting the live music scene, and who better to tell us than than you. When did you actually start canceling all events uh, indeterminately? So, you know, we had an idea that things were going to start to go downhill before Governor Cuomo's announcement that gatherings of over 500 people had to be temporarily postponed. Um... So, uh, you know, we had a, there was people trickling in here or there, canceling tours, canceling shows, but it wasn't until that actual announcement came down from the man last week that we were in full mode. And it was insane. Once that shit went down, coworkers work until 1130 at night, you know, then the next day, of course they were quarantined, you know, putting in 12, 13 hour days the next day, waking up and doing it. I mean, like personally, I think I moved, um, about 60 to 70 shows. Um, that's just me and that's just, and, and my division, the people I work with, it's gotta be in the hundreds and I, you know, on a, on like a level of like New York and stuff, I I can't even imagine the amount of actual shows that have been postponed or canceled. It's just astronomical. The amount of live shows are just not happening. Yeah. What are some of, just for example, what are a few of the bigger concerts that you had to cancel? Um, well, since I do clubs, you know, it's, you know, I relatively, you know, like, I mean, like my dance, Gavin dance show that was at Hammerstein ballroom, you know, all of everything at Gramercy theater, everything at the Warsaw, you know, you know, one of the things actually that's relevant to this podcast that I think we should talk about that I should mention is that, you know, before the, the band came down, there was that, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the fewer Trump did actually say that, uh, you know, he put that rule into place about, um, uh, about not allowing con- uh, not allowing off flights from overseas. So when that happened last Tuesday, that's when a lot of tours, especially European metal bands, that started canceling because you know obviously you, what what I, what I see was happening with with you know metal bands, specifically European metal bands, was those guys were having to cancel the tours because they couldn't get back, you know, because they couldn't get in the country because of the flights were canceled. Now what I think is happening is. Those guys are so scared to reschedule because once they can come back in, who knows how long the visa process is going to take. So, you know, that could take a long ass time. So a lot of stuff that I have, like Current 93, you know, definitely not a metal band, but a very weird, obscure, cultish band. You know, they were going to do three nights at Warsaw, which was their first show in like 30 years in the States. They decided to postpone a full year just to make sure that they can get the visas and everything necessary to get back in the country. Because that's, that's the big unknown. It's like, you know, once everything does come back to business as usual, you know, if you live in another place, you do have to apply for a visa because the one that you already had is expired. So when are you going to be able to come back in? Like, and that's, that's a, that's a massive variable that like, that I think a lot of people are dealing with right now. Wow. Um, and 
for I'd imagine maybe for the larger venues you deal with, but is there any kind of insurance for something like this, or I'm like, like what's goals? I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'll say this without getting into that. Uh, I, I work for a big company, so I'm lucky. You know, I am really lucky. Uh, I know a lot of people that don't. And, you know, the conversations that I have it, have had is I am very fortunate to work for a big company, but I feel for the people who don't because if you're an independent promoter, you're okay because you don't really have a high overhead. I mean, you still have bills to pay, but you don't have a high overhead. It's the independent promoters that own clubs, that own real estate, like, those poor people are really going to take such a hit because they have nothing coming in and such a high, you know, a high income. To answer your question, I have no idea, like, yeah. what insurance, like, matters for people like that. I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's a really good question. But, you know, I mean, I was having this conversation about other businesses. You know, it's like, it's like you know, like, we live through Sandy here, and we saw – all these weird things that came into place with insurance, you know, that like then it's the insurance companies were paying back the mortgage company and not the house at, you know, per person owned it. And then, you know, like, and then the insurance, you know, then the mortgage companies were deciding who gets the money. I mean, like, I think really interesting things are going to happen on a unilateral level and the months, you know, in a bunch months to come with all of that stuff. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting and, and unprecedented what's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, well, on that note, looking looking ahead, how do you see this affecting the uh, the summer festival season? Has there been any talk of that? That's a really good question. I think this is all a work in progress. Like I keep on hearing people say this is a new world, and no one knows what to expect. Um, you know, I mean, like the only real real way to answer that would be to answer, you know, or address the trajectory of the disease. And since I'm not a biochemist, <laughs> I don't want to put on a false lab coat when I don't deserve one. But, you know, I think that, I think that this is going to play itself out, man. You know, like, I mean, if you just basically go by what we're seeing in other countries, you know, China just, you know, China finally just tested, you know, the first couple of days are having no new cases. The only cases that they're having are cases that are imported in. Um, Italy is still seeing large death, death, death tolls, you know, like every day they're seeing large death numbers. So, you know, like I, if I was to answer, it's really impossible to say what's going to happen just because no one knows what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. You know, like no one knows. Yeah. Well, one thing that we do know that's happening is we see a lot of artists doing live streaming things from their houses, their yeah. studios, things like that. Have you seen anything like that in the industry um, taking a more professional turn in terms of people streaming from venues and people trying to recoup um, uh customers that way in some regard uh, you know i think it's i think that's a means to an end i think that like you know one thing that artists are creative and i think that a lot of people are taking this opportunity to really connect with fans because what people need right now is hope and once that hope is gone and once that you know that creative energy is gone it's really going to be you know desperate times for people and you know like i'm not the biggest dropkick murphy's fan but i enjoyed the fuck out of the dropkick murphy show the other night you know like you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, the fans that have done it, they're so enjoyable because, you know, and uh, dude, holy shit, not to talk about the fucking Code Orange show. How sick was that? Like, you know, and what I thought was, was awesome. cool about that, yeah, what was so cool about it was the creativity, you know, like, I mean, what those dudes put together in a couple of days 
was definitely inspiring. And I think that in some ways that's going to push the limits of like what people do with these live shows. You know, I think it's, I think as time goes on, you know, I think if you do see quote unquote live shows, they're going to be really stripped down because people are going to be taking the quarantine seriously, especially in New York and LA or New York and California where a lot of artists live. And now there's this lockdown in place. You know, people aren't going to have the ability to get in studio or get in a venue to do these live shows. I think that like, you know, that's, we're going to see that not happen, but I think what will happen is like acoustic stuff, DJ sets, you know, we're going to see more of that, you know, is there a way that anyone can eventually cash in on that? I don't know. You know, like, I mean, Patreon, I see has been doing stuff, but, you know, um, I'm not really sure, like, if and when we're going to see people actually make a lot of money off that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the Twitch community, music community, is going to start uh, excelling at rates we would have never predicted. Um, kind of strange, you know, people doing guitar play-alongs or writing songs sharing their screens and showing what they're doing with their DAWs. Uh, it is creative stuff. And, uh, it's, yeah. It's not the full experience, but I, I, I get it, you know? I, I want to do something like that almost. It is, it is cool. And I think, you know, and, 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 you know, Justin, I reached out to you about this, about artists. You know, like, I mean, I think independent freelance artists are really taking a hit. So what I'm really going to dedicate my personal time to and the days to come when I'm not working is I'm going to t dedicate my personal time to figure out ways to raise money for artists, for bands, for creators, for makers, because, you know, like there needs to be an outlet for that where, you know, when we're doing this, whether there's, there's cash involved and you're giving those makers and creators and people that are living off their craft money, but also too, there needs to be that creative outlet. So I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've like thought about some things today that I'm going to do and I might talk to you guys offline, but I'm definitely going to dedicate like my next, you know, like few days, especially the week I want to have no work and I'm sequestered by myself. So I'm really going to dedicate like to figuring out ways and I have some ideas that I'll uh, like, I'll disclose when, when they come to fruition, but I'm going to really kind of dedicate that time. Cause that's, that's what I want to do. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a real believer of like, think locally, you know, like you absolutely have to in this circumstance, whether it's supporting local restaurants, local bands, bars, whatever the fuck it is, like supporting people locally is really important. Uh, yeah. And on yeah, that note too, time. yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to throw in there. I know, um, some local venues have asked uh, customers to not ask for refunds on ticket purchases and to a and to wait for a rescheduling. Um, yeah. Because like, wouldn't that doesn't that at least ease the financial burden that a lot of these places are experiencing right now? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. If you were to call like a local venue, and you know, like a local venue that's not owned by anybody bigger, and you say to them, "Hey, like, listen." People need money. I understand that, but if you if everyone started getting refunds back from like you know from like their you know from like whatever from like the local venues, how much money that local venue would lose? So I think everybody's working diligently, and I can't believe how I've seen the industry work. It's insane. So I think everybody's working absolutely diligently to get shit done, you know. But um, um, you know, everyone's doing their best. But unfortunately, like since people are you know strapped for cash. Obviously, people are asking for refunds because they're just, you know, a lot of people getting laid off and might not know where the next paycheck is coming in. Yeah. Yeah. 
tough. Can, can you remember any time, because you've been booking shows, um, you, you talked about it on our episode with you uh, for a very long time. Can you remember any other time where there's been uh, mass cancellations on this scale or anything even close to it? Yeah, 9-11 was weird. Um, 9-11 was really weird because, you know, uh, it, obviously it was on this scale, but because, you know, it obviously affected this particular area way different than affected the rest of the country. Um, I, you know, I remember when that happened, there was a lot of calls that I had to make. For the first couple of days, things were, like, I was told that, like, things had to be canceled. But, you know, like, you know, but um, if you guys remember when 9-11 happened, it was a really weird place here. You know, like, people just weren't going out. They were afraid to leave the house. You know, there was all this talk of possibly other terrorist threats. So people weren't leaving. Um, that, like, first month and a half, I remember it being really weird. Especially, I remember shows just not doing well like honestly like i remember like a lot of the shows that i had people just weren't showing up and having to have like kind of you know having to have conversations with bands asking if they can you know if they want to have their show to still happen to take reductions because you know i wasn't able to pay them because like the same amount of people aren't going to come out it took it took i remember taking a few months after 9-11 probably till about like probably the next year i would say like you know the fall of 2002 for like things to actually like get normal again Were there, that's not a beer that yeah, were there any bands that uh, contact? I mean, you don't have to drop names, but like, did you have bands that were like, were not playing this uh, right after nine eleven, even even weeks after? No, like most shows. Like I had a, like I said, I had a couple of shows cancel. Um, one of the things I remember we did, which was fucking cool as shit, was we had the drop through record showcase, which you know, like was like Arts Bandits and the Benjamins and Alistair and a couple of like pop punk bands. And we, um, I had a show that was scheduled that week at Ethical Center. And by, at that point, the Ethical Center was ran by these kids called the Free Space Collective, which were all like activist punks that, you know, really believed in music and a message. And we basically had a conversation with, with all the bands. And they were touring bands. We had a conversation with all the touring bands for the show. And we're like, hey, we're like, we don't feel like right if we continue the show and don't give the money. And they were like, no. So what we did was these, these kids were so well connected with cool, like activist organizations. They knew there was like, um, there was like a, a fund for janitors that worked in the, in the building that were, that worked in nine 11, that either like, unfortunately got killed or they're, you know, or the, obviously they didn't have a place to work. So, um, it was like for them and that like, and that's where we get money. And also too, we gave, uh, Unfortunately, somebody from my town lost their lost their family member, and we gave his family like a chunk of money. So that you know that that is the cool thing. Once things start, is that you are going to see, especially being in a community like a like a punk rock, a hardcore, a metal, you are going to see a lot of cool benefits. And that's something I'm I'm definitely thinking about is once we're ready to go, how do we actually really effectively help people with with the money that's being generated, like from you know from live stuff. Right, it's it's one thing to collect the money, but it's also where's it going. So there is a lot of thought that needs to go into that. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, I can't tell you like after after like Sandy, how many people are like, let's do a benefit, you know? And it's like, let's do a benefit for the Red Cross. I'm like, I'm not fucking giving the Red Cross money. Like, yeah. they get enough money. You know? it, like, yeah, it's well-intentioned give- idiots kind of shit, you know. Yeah, I want to I want to give fucking money to a family, you know? Like, I want to fucking hand a family cash and be like, hey. Like, you were affected by this. Here's some fucking cash. Like, I want to hand a business cash or a band cash. You know, like, that's, that's what I want. And, and I know, you know, when you do stuff like that, it's obviously there's a lot of people to feed, so it's, it's not always easy to do that. But point being, you're right, is that, like, once you start donating money, just don't get, you know, don't get bureaucratic. 
Yeah, you got yeah. you got to be savvy. Yeah. Well, there's going to be uh, no shortage of people uh, in need, unfortunately, um, once the, the dust uh, settles on this. So, um, but uh, uh, guys, uh, any anything else? Uh, I, I'm kind of tapped on my questions. Justin, you got anything? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good over here, man. I think like I think we covered a lot of it. You know, I would just echo the sentiment of of the the thinking locally. You know, um, anything you can to to help out the places you enjoy when when shit was normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we're all kind of. Uh, I, I have, I have a question. Right now. You, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you guys all have uh, cams? Because I'm bored and we can sex or do something fun. It's like you guys are looking for something to do. <laughs> yeah, man, we can set that up. <laughs> yeah. No, let's let's no, do it. We'll talk after. No. I, I misplaced mine, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yo, I, I do got to say what's really funny is that I, I've actually made the decision to like stop going on dating apps right now because I'm like that's I just can't deal with that right now. And everybody else that's still on the dating apps is like, dude, it is popping. <laughs> like people, people are just tripping because like no one can hang out, so everyone's just looking at phone sex. It's like like or text sex or whatever the fuck people do. It's really popping. Okay, so if you've already dude, listened I'm to in. all of the bonus uh, heavy whole podcast material, then there's uh, there's another option for you to occupy your time. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Go on. Yo, even if you're in a relationship, go on this dating app right now. You'll get a good laugh. Whoa, whoa. Allegedly, allegedly. Just for laughs. <laughs> All right, Christian, anything else you want to leave us with, man? Uh, no, man. I, listen, I think, like, I, you know, one thing I do really want to say is that I don't know about you guys, but I definitely had some conversations with people who are just fucking losing it. Um, and it's understandable. Like how I started this thing by saying about it, anxiety and stuff. There's a lot of unknown here. And unfortunately, like your brain seems to panic when there's a lot of unknown and there's nothing anybody can do right now besides like fucking stay in the moment, take care of the things you have to take care of and just, you know, like keep your eyes to the future knowing that like, you're not know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you got to take care of today. And I think that like, as long as everybody can do that, I mean, like, the, the, the panic that's happening is unfucking precedented The people buying the toilet paper, people buying guns, people buying fucking meat they don't intend on eating. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's insane, you know? And I think that, like, you know, like, you know, we've all watched enough disaster movies to know that the fucking people that panic are the first ones that get eaten by the zombies. So, you know, like, we all need to just, you know, imp, you know kind of, uh, kind of the, imp, imp, take some decorum, you know? <laughs> just chill the fuck out, like, and just let, you know, like, what's it? And, and stay the fuck home. I mean, I've been going for walks. But, like, yo, people on the beach in Florida are hanging out. It's like, dude, you're fucking nuts. And the other thing, too, straight up, is that, like, even though I'm 44, so I'm a little bit older than you, dude, no one knows what this fuck is. Like, you know, there's, in Italy, in France, they're saying people are dying that are, like, under 60 that have no preexisting conditions. So it's like, yo, stay home. Like, don't fucking risk it because, you, you know, just because you want to fucking go out and get a drink. It's like, dude, order in. You know, like, just don't risk it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's true, man. Yeah, Don't well, stay, stay smart and think positive. That's what I've been telling myself. Yeah, yep. And I'm always here to talk if you guys want to fucking hit me up on a personal level and just bullshit. I got plenty of time. If anybody <laughs> wants to fuck, come up with some ideas or just fucking talk about records, I'm, I'm always fucking here. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, let's talk about some of these ideas you're coming up with off the record. Yeah, yeah. Well, give me give me a day and let's fucking chat. I love it. All, All right, right, Christian. Thanks, thanks, man. All right, see you. Catch you later. Later, brother. That's the episode. Go to heavyholepodcast.com. Wash your hands. One.